0: فَإِذَا بلغنا أَجَلَهُنَّ Then when they have reached their ajal, what is ajal? Term, right? And this refers to the end of their idda. So when they are nearing the end of their idda, Then retain them, keep them بِمَعْرُوفٍ with ma'ruf, meaning according to acceptable terms. What does this mean? Idda is about to be over. No reconciliation has happened. So the man is told, make up your mind. What are you going to do? You have a few days left. So you either decide to keep the wife, and you do that in the right way, Bimaroof In the right way, giving her what she is deserving of in the marriage. And if you do not want to keep that marriage, then aw or فَارِقُوهُنَّ Part with them, separate from them. بمعروف, In the right way, according to acceptable terms. Meaning if you're going to wait for the idda to end, and you don't want to reconcile, you want the divorce to take effect, then end this marriage in the right way. What does that mean? Without abuse, without harm. Give them a parting gift. وَأَشْهِدُوا And call to witness. The way... Two possessors of adl justice, meaning two just people, minkum among you. Bring two people at that time to bear witness that the marriage has ended. This is when? At the end of the idda. So let's say the idda is supposed to end when? For example, 23rd of September, for instance. That's the date. Alright? So on the 23rd of September, two witnesses are called. All right. To bear witness that this is the end of the idda, marriage is finished now. Two witnesses are there; they bear witness to that, and the wife leaves, the woman leaves the man's house. Marriage is finished. All right. Now remember that this is recommended; it's not mandatory that two witnesses be brought to testify the ending of the waiting period. Wa minkum. This is not wajib. This is recommended. And now the witnesses are commanded that you testify. Why? Lillah. For Allah. For the sake of Allah. Meaning remain truthful and honest. Don't change this testimony later just to please some people. And don't take any price for it either. That Allah advises you with it Allah admonishes you, He gives you this command. But to who? Meaning who's gonna follow this command? The one who believes in Allah and the last day. The person who believes in Allah and the last day will follow the commands related to divorce even. wa And whoever fears Allah, له, Allah will make for him مَخْرَجَ A way out. مخرج. Maf'al, Place of خُرُوج Allah will create a way out for him. For who? For who? For the person who fears Allah. Fearing Allah, what does that mean? Taqwa of Allah means following His commandments. Right? So the one who follows Allah's commands, even at this emotional time, then what will happen? Allah will create a way out for him in this time of trial, in this time of dispute, whoever fears Allah will be guided by Allah. Whether it is the man or the woman, or the families that are involved, everyone at this sensitive time must guard the commands that Allah has given. And usually what happens? When it comes to divorce, people just follow their heart. That's it, they just follow their emotions. They're angry, divorced three times. Right? And then angry, hurt, I'm never gonna talk to you again. Well, Allah has given these commands for a reason. So وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مخرجة. What does this مَخْرَجَةً mean? The way out. This exit, this way out, this is solution. Whoever fears Allah, then Allah will give him the solution. Allah will save him and bring him out from every trouble from every distress. Divorce can be painful. But if a person fears Allah at this time, then Allah will give solutions also. This mahraj, it also includes a way out of distress. Because divorce can be very painful. But if a person goes through it in the right way, then Allah will bring him relief and contentment. The person feels as if that distress, that pain is never going to be over. Episode, this chapter from their life is never going to end. But if they follow Allah's commands, then what will happen? They will heal. Allah will bring them contentment. Allah will heal them. What does this teach us? That the person who fears Allah when they're dealing with others then Allah will create ease for them. And if we forget Allah when we're dealing with others, then our matters are not going to be made easy. We're going to find roadblocks. We're going to find lots of obstacles. We think it's the commands of Allah that create obstacles for us. It's the exact opposite. You fear Allah, follow His rules, and what will happen? You will find exit. Exit out of what? Out of the trouble and distress that you are in. Now these verses are specifically with regards to talaq, But in general also, what do we learn? In any situation, when you fear Allah, He will create a makhraj for you. وَيَرْزُقْهُ And He will provide him min حيث لا يحتسب. From where that person never expected. From where he never imagined. It never occurred to him that he could get rizq from there. But because he feared Allah, Allah sent him rizq. Many times, an opportunity to sin is right before us. An opportunity to indulge in haram, in disobedience to Allah, is right before us. Right before us. So if out of Allah's fear, a person holds back, he controls himself, he refrains from the haram, then is he deprived? Is he? No. He saved himself from the unlawful, but who is still his provider? Allah is. So Allah will give him from where he never imagined, from where he never expected. You know, for example, if a person starts begging, in the sense that they put out their needs in front of others, in front of other people. I need money for this, and I need money for that, I need help in this, I need help in that. What happens? Sometimes they get, and sometimes they don't. Right? But if a person out of fear of Allah, he places his needs in front of Allah only, then what will Allah do? Allah will provide for him. And Allah will give him from where that person never imagined that his rizq could come, that his provision could come. وَمَن يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى Allah, And whoever relies upon Allah, فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Then he is sufficient for him. Because what prevents us from following Allah's commands? It's the fear of losing out. So in order to follow Allah's commands, what do you need? A level of trust in Allah. I'm doing this because Allah told me to do it this way. This is what Allah has legislated. And you know what? Even if it seems like it's going against me, it's gonna work out. Because I have my faith in Allah. So whoever trusts Allah, then Allah will be sufficient for him. In Allaha indeed Allah Balu Amrihi Balu one who reaches Amrihi his command or his affair, meaning that Allah fulfills completes his matter his decree whatever Allah has decided or whatever he has promised, he fulfills it no one can prevent him. What happens to us? We decide something, but are we able to fulfill it? No, we're not because we're humans, we're weak. But Allah, when He decides something, when He promises something, then He fulfills it. Qadajalallahu. Certainly Allah has made Likulli Shayin for everything. Qadra an extent. A decree. These verses are so powerful, so important. You see this last part, li Allahu, shay'in Qadra. What is qadr? A measure, a certain amount. Right? And Qadr is also used for divine decree. So for everything, Allah has decreed a certain measure, a certain extent. What does this mean? Nothing is forever. Nothing in this life, in this world is forever. When it comes to hardship, it will be over someday. When it comes to ease and comfort and happiness and joy, that will also be over one day. You're waiting for something, that waiting period eventually will come to an end. You see when a woman is pregnant, is there a qadr for that pregnancy? There is. Does it come to an end? Yes. You're waiting for someone to come every day, every day. And then what happens? What happens eventually? they come. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look at the example of Zainab radiallahu anha and Zayd radiallahu anhu. What happened? They were married for some time, qadra, and that was over. And then yes, it was painful, it was hard. And that pain was also over. Zainab radiallahu anha, she married the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Yes. Bismillah, assalamu right. Like I mentioned last time, the sister she sent it to her mom uh, money and she recited this ayah actually. I was there and I was listening to her. She said, "Whoever fear Allah subhanahu wa taala, Allah will give from less you don't expect it." Yes. And Subhanallah, from nowhere she didn't expect it, it came to her. And this is also if we obey our and if we be good to our parents, inshallah, if you want good mark in university, Allah will give you. If you want anything, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, open your way. First of all, obey your and then second also, makhraj will be yeah. See, we are very short-sighted. Very short-sighted. We feel like, I want this thing, and if I don't have it, I don't have anything. I want to get married to this person and if I don't get married to them, there will be no other perfect human being on the face of the earth. And if I've lost him, I'm depressed for the rest of my life. My life is over. Allah's treasures are endless. Aren't they? Allah's treasures are? Limitless. We think that if our eyes are set upon a certain person, then that's it. That's it. And if we've lost them, our life is over. Um Salama radiAllahu anha. She was married to Abu Salama, and what a beautiful relationship they had. What a beautiful life they lived. They embraced Islam together. They did Hijrah together. They came to Medina together. What happened? Abu Salama radiAllahu anhu. He died. He was martyred in one of the battles. Umm Salama came to the Prophet ﷺ and she said, "Abu Salama has died." And the Prophet ﷺ taught her a du'a. What is that du'a? "Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi Right? And then that oh Allah reward me for my loss and replace it with something better. And Umm Salama said that I wondered at that time who could be better than Abu Salama. Who could be better? But what happened? Somebody who was better than Abu Salama became her husband, the Prophet ﷺ. Right? So the thing is that when we are, you know, in any kind of distress, we become so short-sighted, so hasty, so impatient, and we forget that yes, this period of pain—it's going to be over. For everything is a fixed term, for loss, for pain. For gain, for hardship, everything. There is a fixed term. It's not eternal. It's not. This episode in your life is going to be over. This chapter in your life is going to be over. So what does this mean? Always have hope. Always have hope. We're afraid of change. But change is necessary. But what that change means is that we can always have hope. That Allah will give us something better. He will improve our condition. And look at the hope that is being given here at the time of divorce. If marriage comes to an end, a woman is threatened. You can never get married again. If you lose this guy, you're done. And so you know what? Even if he abuses you, you better do sabr. That's it. Just be patient. Because you're never gonna get married again. Look at your age. You're never gonna get married again. What do we learn here? Do it the right way. Follow Allah's commands and trust in Allah. You fear Allah, Allah will create a way out and provide you from where you never expected. You know, I know of a lady. She was very worried about her daughter's marriage. And she was at Hajj and she said that I was walking out of the Masjid al-Haram. And she said that as I was walking out, I saw thousands and thousands of people coming out. She said, I just stood there looking. And I said, Ya Allah, you have so many creatures, so many people that you've created. I'm sure there is one for my daughter. I believe there is someone for my daughter. Because your treasures are endless. Look at all this makhluk, this khalq you have created. Look at this woman's hope. Look at her hope. But usually what happens? If the daughter turns 20, these days it's 20, I'm so worried. Can you find somebody? Can you find somebody? 25, 30, 32, 33. Oh my God. It's like she's never going to get married. We start losing hope. And these verses are giving us hope. Trust in Allah. This uh, topic is very bitter and sensitive.
1: I can see all the long faces of the girls. But you know, remember, if we fear Allah, and number one, like Allah is saying, don't leave the house. And we are so hasty, immediately you said uh, something, I am going to leave the house. Nobody stays at the husband's house. Whereas Allah says, stay three months and decorate yourself and serve. And I know one girl, um, the husband was very high tempered and she was in love with her husband, of course. She was staying, staying, staying and she was in a patient. Now that same husband is just, you know, worshipping her loves her like anything. And number two, if we leave the house, we are so disappointed, so despair that there's no man after the
0: divorce. Yeah. You See, can't... our problem is that somebody said something mean to us and we think this is over. My husband yelled at me. How could he yell at me? This is over. Right? We, you know, we close doors. We think there can be no forgiveness. We think there can be no mending. We think there can be no healing. But, Allah can fix things. He can. Assalamu alaikum. I remember the hadith where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am as my slave thinks of me. It's it's all what we think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what hope we have with Him that yes. matters. Yes. Always be hopeful. Right there. So I have a question. If a marriage ends in like the, according to the law of the country, but not the Islamic law, will that marriage still be over? In Like it's ended with the intention that the man can remarry, like have a second marriage. Like get married again? Yeah. To that same person? No. Like to someone else, like have a, two wives. But like end it legally in one way, but not the Islamic way. I think before this, for any woman, when you get married here, please make sure you legally marry. Okay, And by legally, I'm not just talking about the nikah in the masjid. I'm talking about getting your marriage license and getting your marriage certificate. Get it registered. This is not a game. It has very serious implications. Very, very serious implications. I remember once I was sitting with my father. Somebody called him, asking him for, you know, regarding their problem. And that problem was, this girl was married. They never registered their marriage. And the husband was angry at her, left the house. Came back, something similar happened again, left the house. This kept happening. He didn't divorce her. And then one fine day, he left the house and never came back. Didn't pick up the phone. She didn't know where he was. He never came back. And it had been two years. She had no idea where in the world that man was. Was he alive? Was he dead? Was he in the country? Had he moved away? Where was he? No idea. So her question was, can I get married to somebody else? You understand the question now? Because legally, she doesn't even know where he is. There is no registration of the marriage, no record of the marriage, nothing like that. So please be careful. Get married legally. And of course, our deen is our deen when it comes to marriage and divorce, if a person is getting married legally in terms of what is legal in the country, they still have to do the nikah Islamically. And talaq also has to be done Islamically. Right? So for nikah to be valid, for marriage to be valid, it has to be done Islamically. And for talaq also to be valid, it has to be done Islamically. But living in this country, living in the world, you have to do these things Legally. Yes. Family was very good, the guy
1: was very good, they were in love, so finally they decided to sit in the Tim Hortons and finalize the marriage. Okay. And you know, that girl, of course, parents, they went to the council where she find out that she was he was married two times with these girls. So they went to the Tim Horton and he said, Okay, before we decide anything, Not would Starbucks, you like to tell me Tim Hortons. everything? <laughs> Everything true. She said he was eating porridge. He said, okay, yeah, I will tell everything true. He said, okay, fine. This is the year you got married with this girl. This is the year you got married with this girl. Two times you got married. So now you're a loser and you are a liar also. So you have to go and find out he's married already or not.
0: Okay, let's continue. Wallahi and the women who ya isna. They have despaired. Allati, plural of the word Allati. Allati, she who, Allati, those women who. Ya isna, they have despaired. Yes, is to despair, to not expect something anymore. So, they have despaired, as in they do not expect anymore. What do they not expect? Min al menstruation. They don't expect that they will ever menstruate. Why? On account of old age, on account of some medical condition. So. Technically, the idda for a divorced woman is how many menstrual cycles? Three cycles. But what if there is a woman who doesn't expect her menstrual cycle anymore? So then, what is her idda until she gets her period next? Well, that could be never, right? And sometimes, for some women, it could be one period a year, right? Or for some women, it's just endless. It's an irregular cycle, right? So there is no pattern to it. Nothing. So, what to do in this situation? So, وَاللَّاءِ يَا مِنَ الْمَحِيضِ مِنْ نِسَائِكُمْ From your women, إِنْ اِرْتَبْتُمْ If you doubt, if you are in doubt, concerning the duration of their idda, then what should you do? فَعِدَّةُهُنَّ Then their idda is ثلاثة أشهر, three months. How many months? Three. Which months? Lunar. Three lunar months. وَاللَّاءِ And those women who يحضن, Who do not menstruate, or who have not menstruated. For them also the idda is is three months. Some women they do not menstruate. They just don't get it. One is an older woman and there is another woman who just does not have her menstrual period. Or she never had it. So in her situation also it will be three months. Wa ulatul ahmali and those of pregnancies, meaning pregnant women. Ulat is the feminine of Ulu. Ulul al So ulat is the feminine, meaning those women who are of al-ahmal. Ahmal, "ahmal," plural of hamal. Hamal is load, burden. This is referring to the pregnancy. So the pregnant women, ajaluhunna, their term, meaning their idda, is how long? أَنْ يَضَعْنَ حَمْلَهُنَ. That they put down their load, meaning until they deliver their baby, until the end of the pregnancy. Whether it is after two days, after one hour, after three months, after five months, after eight months. So for a pregnant woman, meaning if a woman is pregnant and her husband gives her divorce while she's pregnant, then for her, the idda is how long? Until she delivers the child. وَمَن يَتَّقِ And whoever fears Allah, يَجْعَلْ له Allah will make for him من أمره from his matter يُسْرَى ease. Allah will make things easy for him. Not hard. Things will become smooth. They will go smoothly. And this is the reason why I spent a good amount of time at the beginning talking about the fact that divorce is not evil. Because it can be done in a nice way. It can be. min Allah can facilitate this. Things will work out. It will go very smoothly. Yes, it will be painful. But ultimately it will work out. And in general also, the person who fears Allah, then Allah will facilitate their matters for him. Allah will make things easy for them. You know, for example, you're traveling somewhere, and you happen to go on a plane. And it's a long flight. And that means you have to pray your salah. And if you don't pray in the plane, you're going to miss it. Because you couldn't pray before you got onto the plane. And by the time you will land, the time of the prayer is over. Right? So you're afraid. If I pray, I mean it's a problem to even check WhatsApp messages. How am I going to pray? You understand? So yes, it's scary. Trust me. I've been through it. It's scary. But you have to pray. You cannot miss your prayer. You can combine them within the given times. Right? But for that is also a limit. So you fear Allah. And you pray, Allah will create ease for you. You might get a few stares. Yes, people might get upset with you, or they might, you know, not cooperate with you. It might happen. But expect ease from Allah. Expect help from Allah. And it's Allah's promise. I am as my servant thinks I am. min Amrihi Yusra. That is the command of Allah. What is the command of Allah? what is mentioned over here regarding the idda, how long it has to be, where it has to be. And for different women, in the case of irregular menstrual cycles or no menstrual cycle, this is the command of Allah, Anzalahu إليكم, that He has revealed to you. Why has He revealed this command to you? For you to know and to read? That's it? No, for you to implement وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ And whoever fears Allah, يُكَفِّرْ عَنْهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِ Then Allah will remove from him his sins. Whoever fears Allah, Allah will forgive him. وَيُعُظِمْ And he will magnify, he will make great. Lahu for him, أَجْرَ Reward. Allah will make his reward great. For who? For the person who fears Allah. Why great reward? For greater struggle. Praying in your home is easy. Isn't it? Who's gonna stop you? In fact, everybody's gonna stop telling you once you pray. Right? Things are gonna get easy for you once you're done praying. But when you're out in the public, and praying over there is difficult, it's harder. But out of the fear of Allah, you pray. What will happen? The reward for that prayer will be greater. Your ajra. Allah will give him bigger reward, greater reward. This is how appreciative... Our Lord is. Now notice in these verses, many benefits of taqwa are given. What are they? What are the benefits of taqwa that are given in these verses? وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Then, وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْتُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ Then, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Allah is enough. And then, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ يُسْرًا Allah will make things easy for him. Then, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يُكَفِّرْ عَنْهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِ Allah will forgive him his sins. And, وَيُعْظِمْ لَهُ أَجْرًا Look at all these benefits.